officially my favorite time of the year in the whole world which is christmas time and if you don't celebrate christmas you are so welcome to listen to this podcast because it's not a denominational podcast but we just have to count down to christmas because we love christmas if you don't celebrate christmas i think you can still enjoy the atmosphere of christmas time can still watch the movies and eat the food and listen to the music. All the commercialized parts of it. You can't really get away from it, you know? Yeah. You can still buy the presents. Yeah. <laughs> so for the next four episodes, we are going to be counting down to Christmas. So we're going to be doing some special segments on each episode where we talk about our favorite Christmas things, Christmas stories, even acts of kindness that you can do this holiday season. We are just very merry this Christmas season. Woohoo! And when I say I love Christmas, I mean I love Christmas more than anybody in the world and that's not very nice no i love christmas more than anybody else in the world loves christmas not more than i love people you is worried i love christmas almost as much as i love babies (laughs) i love the baby jesus more than i love christmas (laughs) but they're kind of the same thing well i do too i have to say I know that everybody says that Easter is a more important holiday than Christmas in the Christian religion, which I get. But also, if there was no birth of Jesus, then there could be no resurrection of Jesus. So it's kind of, I think there's a logical fallacy there. I wonder why, if that's the logic that people subscribe to, why Christmas became like the major holiday of the year and like the big commercialized holiday. And I feel like of all of the holidays, Easter is kind of the least commercialized and the most religiously, I mean, of the Christian holidays and like the non-religious holidays. Mm Maybe because it has more, I mean, I guess not it has more religious roots, but like it's more centralized around religion, whereas Christmas has all of these other things, elements, I don't know. But it didn't originally. Originally, it was the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Yeah, but like there's St. Nick's Day and, oh, I think this episode might be coming out on St. Nick's Day. Don't quote me on that. I did a whole project on the history of Christmas, and I don't remember all of the facts right now. I'm trying to remember them, but there's definitely a lot of other things that just coincide with the Christmas season that I think just they all kind of built up together, you know? Yeah. But also, didn't you do that project in, like, fifth grade? No, I did it in 12th grade. Oh, I thought you did it in fifth grade. And I was going to say, I'm shocked that you don't remember any of it. If you don't know what St. Nicholas's Day is or St. Nick's Day, it's where you put out your shoes and then St. Nick leaves presents in them. So do that. I mean, there's more to it. But one time when we were little, 
our parents were out of town on St. Nick's Day and our aunt was staying with us and she said tomorrow is St. Nicholas Day, but people also call Santa Claus St. Nick or St. Nicholas. So we thought that tomorrow was Christmas and we were like, oh my gosh, our parents are missing Christmas. That same year we had an au pair whose name was Zenta, but it was spelled S-E-N-T-A. Obviously Santa is spelled S-A-N-T-A and we were just learning how to read. And so there was this whole confusion about if our presents were from Zenta or from Santa. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Well, okay. Was, oh. oh, sorry, I was just gonna ask, were our au pairs with us on Christmas? Yeah, really? Because I thought, I don't think they're in any of the pictures. I imagine they would have gone home to be with their families. I'm pretty sure they're in pictures. I'll ask our parents. Okay. Or they can tell us in the fact check. Yeah, we don't do a fact check. I know, but remember they said they were going to do a fact check for our episodes? Oh, they did. Okay, we'll have to start writing down all the things they need to fact check us on. Okay. Do you want me to make a list? Sure. Make a list and check it twice. Okay, I will. I guess speaking of lists, should we start with our tips for Christmas gift shopping? Oh, this could take a while, but yeah, let's. Okay, maybe you should start because usually I have a really easy time shopping for you because you just like junk, but this year I have no idea what to get you and I'm struggling. I think everyone needs to listen to this because Aspen and I are kind of like expert gift givers. We do give really good gifts. Except for to some, some people are probably listening to this like, what? They never give me anything good. Hopefully not. Yeah. I really like giving experience gifts. I think mm -hmm. that would be my biggest tip because then it gives something besides just the tangible object that they're unwrapping and then maybe forgetting about. And if it's a family member or a friend, then you're giving them the gift of time with you. I mean, assuming that the experience is something that you're going to do with them. I value memories a lot more than physical objects, with the exception of when I need laundry soap or something that I'm like, I just really need this and I hope somebody gets it for me. Not that I necessarily value it more than memories, but it's just a necessity that you don't want to afford yourself. But I think experiences are a really good idea and it can be really fun to find unique experiences mm -hmm. until you've given all of them and then you're out of ideas. Well, that's how I feel about you That's right how now. I feel about you. I agree because I also feel like for the most part when people get presents like they might write down what they got from each person so they can send a thank you note or something but then you're gonna forget about it in a month or two because then you just have that thing and I mean once in a while there's something special where you'll remember who it's from and not that when you give someone a gift you want it to be like they remember for their whole life that this is from me but sometimes I feel like then it just turns into it's an obligation that you're supposed to get people a present so you just get them something that they want and then they have that thing and then it just kind of feels like an exchange of money. Experience gifts are really great because then that's a memory that they have with you forever. Whereas if you get them like a sweater, it's not like they're gonna remember every time they wear that sweater that it's from Ashley, but they'll remember that they went to Disneyland with Ashley. <laughs> Don't worry guys, I'm not that rich. I'm not gonna get anybody Disneyland tickets this year. Maybe someday when I'm drowning in it, once people start listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, they say it's the thought that counts, so I agree. I mean, I don't think that you can go wrong with a gift, like giving a gift shows that you care, but 
like you said, sometimes it can just be like, okay, what do you want? I want a pair of boots. Okay, I bought you the boots that you sent me a link to. And then it's nice and it's thoughtful because you want to do something nice for that person. But I personally like to give people gifts where it's something that feels more special. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's totally great that if somebody wants a pair of boots and you're going to get that for them, then that's great because it's probably something that they can't afford or they aren't prioritizing to afford for themselves, but that they would really like to have. I also will say though that I think that there's plenty of times where an object can have a lot of thought. Any old random Christmas sweater that you get somebody, you might they might not think of you every time, but if you have an inside joke about the movie Elf and then you buy them an Elf Christmas sweater, so I think that's another good tip is that you can look for things that have a meaning to you and the person that you're getting them for, even if it doesn't mean anything to anyone else. My friends will often get me stuff that's like Winnie the Pooh because we talk about Winnie the Pooh all the time or joke about Winnie the Pooh because everyone knows how much I love Winnie the Pooh. Things like that where then you know that they were thinking of you when, when they... I'm getting confused on my pronouns, but they know you were thinking of them. Yeah. Everybody's different, so there are people who want to just send you a list with Amazon links and stick to that list because they are going to return anything else, and that's totally fine, but I think that also it can be meaningful to get something that you really think that somebody would like because you know them really well, or something that I like to do is I keep a list all year of things that people have said that they like or something that they want, or if I'm at the store with my friends or my parents or something and there's something that they point out in May, then I might write it down on my list and then get it for them for Christmas. And it might not be something that they remember, but then it's something that I know they'll like. Yeah, the list is a really great idea. It's obviously too late now and every year. I think that I'm going to keep a similar list and I just can't keep up with that. But there have been times where she gets me something that I mentioned a very, very long time ago and totally forgot about but really wanted and it has been really fun. The one other thing I was going to say about gift giving though is if you do have to get a gift for a random person, not a random person, but if you're doing a secret Santa or getting gifts for people at work or something like that, you gotta go on to Pinterest. Yeah. Because I literally have a Pinterest board that's called Cute Miscellaneous Gift Ideas. I'm a huge sucker for all of those gifts that are random things that have funny sayings on them. So like you get somebody a stuffed teddy bear and a bag of gummy bears and say, I'm very grateful for you, or you get somebody a plate of cookies when they are going through a tough time and you say, you're one tough cookie or something like that. There's so many just cute little pun saying type things, but I think that those are fun because especially if you don't have a lot of money and you want to do something homemade, like a homemade batch of cookies or something like that, you can put a cute spin on it and put it in a cute box and everything. And then you still put a lot of thought into it, even though it might not have been the most expensive gift. We did a white elephant last year and that's what I did because I knew that everyone else in my family who was participating was a lot older than me and had a lot more money, but I wanted it to be meaningful. So I made a few different kinds of homemade goods. And then I can't remember what else I put in, but I made it like a little gift basket and I think that I mean I was sick so I didn't actually get to go to it but it sounded like people thought that it was a fun gift well I think that this is a perfect transition into our Christmas story segment <laughs> Would you like to tell the story of your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever gotten? Well, this wasn't 
I mean, it was a Christmas gift, but we got it before Christmas. But during our freshman year of high school, that was during my Broadway phase. And I was crazy obsessed with New York. And all I ever talked about was wanting to go to New York, which side note, all I ever talk about now is wanting a baby. And in the past, every time I never stopped talking about wanting something, I generally ended up getting it at some point. So hmm, maybe I'm going to get a baby this Christmas. I don't know. I wouldn't imagine that you aren't, but never know. You know what I did yesterday? Sorry, what? just a random thing. When I was making the cover art for my podcast project, I did. there's like a thing on Canva where you can make a cartoon avatar. So I was making like avatars of us. And then I found a baby cartoon thing. And then I put it on my lap. That is so weird. No, it's not. Oh, like in the cartoon? Yeah. Oh, I thought you made, like, you made it on the computer and then you just sat there with the computer No, that's so weird. No, in the picture. I made it oh. so I was holding the baby. Okay, that's a little bit better. Okay, anyways, what was I saying? New York. So I was crazy obsessed with New York and all I ever talked about was wanting to go to New York. And then right after our finals that year, our parents took us to Nella's, which is this really good frozen yogurt place in Colorado. And they took us there to celebrate. The worker person came up to us with these envelopes and was like, we wanted to give you these because you're our thousandth customer or something mm -hmm. like weird like that. And they said they were doing some special promotion. So they gave them to us, but they only gave them to Aspen and I, which was kind of weird because our parents and our grandma and our uncle were there. So then we were like, oh, thank you. And then we put them down and didn't open them because <laughs> we also are not good at opening things when people give them to us. We always save them for the holiday. And we didn't want to be rude. Yeah, I think that's why we weren't opening them. Like, we weren't going to save those for Christmas. But we didn't want to be rude and just open them since no one else in our family got them. Our parents were like, you need to open them. So then we did, and we figured they would just be a Nella's gift card. But it was actually that our dad had made these up. And he was very, he went all out. He, like, printed the logo on Nella's on the envelopes and stuff. And he gave them to the worker before we got there because our mom was bringing us there after school and asked her to give them to us and like say this whole thing. So we opened them and they were things that said that we were going to New York that night and that we were going to see two Broadway shows and that our bags were packed and we were going to leave in a few hours. It was very surprising. It was very surprising. I'm a sucker for surprises. <laughs> But we wanted to go so bad and we just kept talking about it. And for like three weeks before this, we kept thinking like, wouldn't it be so funny if after finals, mom and dad said, oh, we're going to Nella's. And then instead of driving us to Nella's, they drove us to the airport and we went to New York. And they did take us to Nella's, but then they just also took us to New York. So, I mean, bonus, because we got yeah. frozen yogurt, too. I don't remember us ever saying that. No, we made jokes about it multiple times. And I'm sure they were like, well, how did you figure that out? But we were, like, completely joking. And, I mean, you know how sometimes when you get a really surprising big gift, like a trip or something, and... You don't know, but you feel like there might be something going on. Mm -hmm. But this was completely out of the blue. Like, we did not even have an ounce of expectation that that was actually happening. Like, never in a million years did we think we were going to be going to New York. Like, when we joked about it, it was akin to when Ashley jokes about having a baby right now. Like, Aspen! 
<laughs> I'm just gonna go get pregnant to show you. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm just gonna like become pregnant out of like wishing, like immaculate, immaculate conception. <laughs> I would go with the Christmas theme, but I don't think that I would be the person God would pick to have the second coming of Christ. <laughs> I wish, but I'm not that good of a person. You're a good person. I'm not that good of a Catholic. I didn't go to church for like three weeks. I didn't either. It's okay. Yeah, but I don't think Rob would pick either of us. <laughs> no offense. Okay. I think he would pick Katie. He probably would. I would pick Katie Me if I too. was gone. <laughs> anyway, How did we get on that topic? I don't know. You guys, nobody knows who Katie is, but Katie was our Bible study leader and she graduated and she's the nicest, not nice isn't like the right word. She's just like the goodest person there is. And I don't mean, I know goodest isn't a word, but I mean like, you know, when there's really good people, she's like that, but the most. Yeah. And we got to see her this weekend. Yeah. Before we move on from the New York story though, I think we need to tell everybody what happened before the trip because I almost ruined the whole surprise. I mean, it wasn't really my fault. We were in finals for my theater class. We had like some sort of final performance and we were waiting for the teacher to come in and start class. And there was this boy who was really obnoxious in the class who really liked to throw things at people and chase people around the room and stuff. And there was this stuffed duck that was like the resident duck. and. <laughs> He decided that it would be really funny to pick up the duck and start chasing people around with it. So he was chasing me with it, and then he ran across the room and threw the duck at me, but it was not stuffed like a normal flesh. It had like beanbag stuffing or something in it, so it was kind of heavy, right? Mm -hmm. And so he threw it at my head, and I ducked, no pun intended, from the duck. And so I like dropped onto the ground, but there was this bench behind me, and I smacked my head on the bench when I ducked down and broke my head open. It like hurt really bad, but I was in this class with a bunch of cool high schoolers. And so I didn't want to cry or anything. So I just was like, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. I just need to control myself. And like, it was fine. And then the kid who threw the duck at me, obviously he felt really bad. And he like put his hand on the back of my head and then pulled it out and it was covered in blood. So then I went off to the clinic and then my head was profusely bleeding. There happened to be a police officer or security guard or something in the clinic with the nurse at the time. And he looked at my head and he thought that it was too small for them to be able to do stitches. Cause at first they were going to send me to the ER to get stitches but it had to be like a half inch cut or something. And it was like a centimeter or half centimeter. I can't remember exactly. So I didn't have to get stitches and I didn't get tested for a concussion. I mean, they gave me the concussion protocol to go to the ER if I started having symptoms, but I don't think that I had that bad of a head injury, but like it hurt really bad the whole plane ride. And then when we landed in New York, I mean, we didn't have time to shower or anything. So I had dried blood on the back of my hair the whole plane Aww. ride. And then when we landed in New York, I remember it was so cold that it made like the cut on my head hurt so bad that first night. Okay, well, I think we should move on to, we couldn't really think of a good name for this segment. So we're calling it, what'd you say? Festive fighting? Yeah, <laughs> we're calling it festive fighting. My other idea was deck the halls debate. Hmm. Um, but I think festive fighting. Maybe next better. week we'll have a better name. Yeah, but 
we are going to debate the most controversial Christmas topics. And since it's our first countdown to Christmas, I think we should talk about when you should be allowed to start listening to Christmas music. Because I know people are very much like, oh, you can't listen till after Thanksgiving or blah, blah, blah. But I firmly believe that you should listen all year and that Christmas officially starts at midnight on November 1st. I agree. I didn't used to think that, but I lately think that you should because after Thanksgiving, especially if you're in school, things just go by so fast because mm -hmm. it's like you go back, you do finals, you come back, and then all of a sudden it's Christmas. So I think that you need to get as much Christmas joy as you can. I also don't really agree with this whole argument about you need to appreciate Thanksgiving and give Thanksgiving time for itself. Not that you shouldn't appreciate Thanksgiving, but what I mean is that for me, Thanksgiving is part of the Christmas mm -hmm. season. That's a very distinct part of my celebration of Christmas is having Thanksgiving and doing the Thanksgiving traditions and Thanksgiving weekend, we put up all of our Christmas decorations and stuff. So I don't feel like I'm neglecting Thanksgiving. I feel like I'm just celebrating Thanksgiving as a part of the Christmas season because Christmas Day is just part of the celebration of Christmas to me. Honestly, Christmas Eve is my favorite part of Christmas. Me too. So I don't feel like I give more emphasis to Christmas Day than I do to Thanksgiving. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I probably like Thanksgiving more than Christmas Day because Christmas Day is like tomorrow it's and over. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Thanksgiving is not a person. Thanksgiving's feelings aren't going to be hurt if you lump it together with Christmas. So when people make that argument, who cares? You don't want to start celebrating Christmas until after Thanksgiving, that's fine. But if other people want to start celebrating before, that's okay too. It's not going to hurt you. I also really like to listen to Christmas music at night because I am not one of those people who gets calm when I listen to music. For some reason, it stresses me out, except for Christmas music. Mm -hmm. And in college, especially lately, I've been having a really hard time sleeping. So I just crank up the Christmas music. And when you live in LA, you've got to start listening early because you only get like five days a year where it's even remotely fallish, wintry weather. You need to listen every day so that on the off chance that you get one of those days, it feels like Christmas. Yeah, I feel so bad for people that live in LA and other similar places because... You, you know that we live in LA. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Oh. Because you just don't get seasons and like people have grown up their whole lives in California or Florida or something like it never really feels like Christmas season or fall season because it's just stupid sunny all the time. Mm -hmm. Blah. Winter weather is one of my favorite things and LA sunny weather at least during the Christmas season is not one of my favorite things. Yeah. Speaking of our favorite things, that is what our next segment is called. It is. This was actually a good name. These are a few of my favorite things. We were going to talk about our favorite Christmas songs, but my favorite things from The Sound of Music is considered a Christmas song. Who knows why? Because it's not about Christmas and it's not from a Christmas movie. Maybe because they say brown paper packages tied up with strings, mm. girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, and those are like Christmassy things, and snowflakes that stay on your mm. nose and eyelashes, silver white winters. 
So actually, there's a lot of Christmassy imagery in that song. Okay, you're right. I apologize. It's okay. I forgive you. My favorite Christmas songs are We Need a Little Christmas and Carol of the Bells and Oh Holy Night and let me check my Christmas playlist. Okay. But you can tell us yours while I look. My favorite Christmas song is the song Here Comes Santa Claus. You know, the one that's like, Here Comes oh, Santa mm-hmm. Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. I feel like people think that's weird when I say that, but it's because I don't know why, but I just have always really, really loved those lines that are like, Santa doesn't care if you're rich or poor, he loves you just the same. Santa knows that we're God's children and that makes everything right. I just think Jump that. Jump in bed and cover up <laughs> Don't ruin the song. It's- Rude! I'm just kidding. I just feel like that really sums up the meaning of Christmas. I don't know. I really love that. Like, Christmas brings everyone together. It doesn't matter who you are. You can just feel loved and special and feel the magic of the season. Yeah, I really like that song, too. My other two favorites are the chestnuts roasting on an open fire mm, like and the Sunday at Christmas one. Oh, that one makes me sad. That one makes me sad. Oh, and this one makes me really sad, but the Colorado Christmas one by that one guy, John Denver, I think. No, it's by a band. Because oh. I always think it's by John Denver, and then our dad every year is like, well, you should listen to Colorado Christmas by blah, blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> well, he can fact check that. Yeah. I really love that song, too. Too, but it does make me really sad. But that would probably be my other favorite. Let us know in the comments your favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. All right. Anything else we need to talk about on this very merry Christmas podcast? No. No. <laughs> I don't You're know. done. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of nothing. Okay. Well, make sure that you have hit the subscribe button because what I want for Christmas, this is literally the first thing at the top of my Christmas list is 100 podcast subscribers. And this is like our 40-something episode. Yeah. So it's kind of really disappointing that we don't have 100 subscribers yet. So please make my Christmas happy and subscribe. Please. Bye. We will see you later. Have a Merry Christmas season.